0: Good morning Fullerton, Area your headlines for the week of July 4th. Number 1. Hundreds protests overturning of Roe v. Wade. Friday evening June 24 saw a large protest in downtown Fullerton. Demonstrators gathered beginning at 6pm to voice their displeasure with the recent Supreme Court decision on Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, which overturned the landmark decision Roe v. Wade and the right of American women to obtain an abortion in states that have laws banning the procedure. At the protest, which was organized by Planned Parenthood, people affirmed their support for women's reproductive rights. Number 2. Fulton Holds First Pride Ride and Celebration. The first ever Fulton Pride Ride and Celebration took place on Sunday, June 26, to celebrate LGBTQ Pride Month. The event began with a neighborhood bicycle parade. Attendees gathered at the northeast corner of Raymond and Wilshire, adorned with rainbow pride decorations. The parade left the lot at 11 a.m. and proceeded west on Wilshire towards the Fulton Museum Center, where the parade ended and the celebration began. At the museum plaza, community members gathered to enjoy the beer garden, food by Monkey Business Cafe, music by DJ Javier, and a live performance by award-winning singer, songwriter, and guitarist Jennifer Corday. The Pride event was organized by Fulton residents, including Tim Johnson, Sarah Herrmann, Donna Bidard, and others in collaboration with the Fulton Museum Centers, Elvia Rubelkava, and City Council Member Ahmed Zara, Fulton's first openly gay elected official, who spoke at the event. He stated, Today we are standing united in love and united for a brighter future for the young generation out there who will look back at us today and say they started that. Number three. Community members silenced at city council meeting. A full house of constituents who showed up to the June 21 city council meeting to express their opposition to the pines at Sunrise Village Development were caught off guard when the item was continued and they were admonished to only speak about the continuance, but not to give their views on the project itself. Mayor Fred Junk had the city attorney explain that the developer had requested a continuance, which was within his right to do so. Many of those who chose to speak complained of the last-minute and unannounced continuance. Some felt this was an effort to silence them. Outside, they expressed their frustration and their inability to present the petition that has over 2,600 signatures of people objecting to converting the commercial property to a housing development. Number 4. Graduating with a Uterus During the Fulton Union High School graduation, senior Scarlett Marenko had her graduation cap confiscated due to her depiction of a uterus on the cap. Marenko aspires to be an OBGYN, and her love for science drove her to pursue the pre-med pathway and also led her to decorate her cap the way she did. She stated, There is nothing wrong or inappropriate about any organ or physical part of the human body. People need to stop demonizing women's bodies. Many students in the graduating Fulton Union High School class shared a similar sentiment, reposting images of Marenko's cap to indicate their support of her and her cap's display. Fulton Union High School principal, Laura Rubio, said, I know that Miss Marenko wanted to portray that she wanted to become a gynecologist and she was standing up for female reproductive rights, but I think that the message was a little lost in the cap. We had to make a really tough decision, and that's something that sometimes as administrators we have to deal with. Number five, fireworks safety reminders. In November of 2012, Measure X was approved by Fulton voters allowing safe and sane fireworks within designated areas of the city on private property between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. and only on the 4th of July. Discharging any fireworks that are not deemed safe and sane is still against the law, not to mention incredibly dangerous for you and those around you. How can you know if a firework is illegal? Look for identifiers. Illegal fireworks include those described as cherry bombs, bottle rockers, mortars, aerial shells, M-80s, and firecrackers. If the firework can leave the ground or explode in the air, it is illegal. Use of illegal fireworks is a crime punishable by fines up to $1,000 and or imprisonment. To report illegal fireworks, contact the Fulton Police Department's Fireworks Line at 714-738-3165 or report fireworks at fultonpd.org. Alrighty, that is it for this week's headlines. The journalists behind these headlines are Anthony Robert, Jesse Latour, Jerry Green, Isha Salman, and Faith Sang. Next, we have a tour of the Art Town exhibition at the Fulton Museum. The tour is led by the curators themselves, so you can watch the video version of this on our YouTube channel.
1: Hello and welcome to the Fullerton Museum Center. I'm Elvia Susana Rubalcaba, the Executive Director, and also the Lead Curator of Fullerton Art Town. Um, I say Lead because I worked with a wonderful team made up of three individuals, Jennifer Kraus, Moncia Larcon, and Jessie Latour. But first I'm gonna start you off on Jennifer King's piece, which really draws you in. She's one of 52 artists that we are highlighting, local artists, from our call To artists in the city of Fullerton. Over 250 artists submitted their work and we accepted 52. Um, Next I'm going to let Jesse, our other curator, take it away.
2: Hi I'm Jesse Latour and uh, I was uh, uh, fortunate to help uh, curate a couple sections of the exhibit. So the exhibit begins with a quote from Florence Flossie Arnold and Florence Arnold was a very important person in terms of Fullerton's art history. She helped to organize starting in 1964 an event called a night in fullerton and it was a big annual uh, cultural arts event where there would be different venues you know all around the city where people people would go and they would showcase uh, local art and so what we have here on loan from the, uh, the fullerton public library are several original posters from a night in fullerton starting all the way back in 1964 when it started and going all the way up to uh, I think the 90s, technically it ended in 2009 but it, it went for 45 years and you can see some of the cool designs like from the 70s, a lot of these were, um, were originally screen printed, you know, uh, screen prints here in Fullerton and so it goes forward in time and then we come to, uh, so Florence Arnold was not only uh, uh, an organizer of art events in Fullerton, and night in Fullerton, She was also an artist herself, and so in the exhibit we have some of her artworks here and here. This is a piece by Marjorie Kerr, who's another local artist who was uh, also instrumental in starting A Night in Fullerton back in the 60s. And it was just kind of the first major cultural arts event really in the city that um, brought people together for creativity. Uh, I'd like now to pass it off to uh, Monse Alarcón.
3: So in this section, uh, we exhibit the call for artists, which is the local Fullerton artists. They vary from different kind of people that are here in Fullerton or have some relation to Fullerton. Some of them reside here, some of them are students or they work here, such as this one. He is a father and he loves to paint. And it is not him who submitted his work, but it's actually his daughter. So she found a good opportunity to exhibit his work, which she is very proud of and fortunately he got accepted and so he's right here his name is Rigoberto Hernández. An established artist is Arturo Martínez Arturo Martínez he has his own shop he sells his artwork he is also an illustrator he does picture books which we have some in our gift shop so you can look around. He speaks mostly about the culture that he is from, or them different mythologies or stories. So, it's two different, I mean, similar in themes, but different people. One is established, the other one is just someone that enjoys. This one is by Rhea Kang. This one is by Maria Russell. These two, I know, are Fullerton College students. They're not established themselves, but they are rising and they have many other artworks that are being demonstrated in their social media. This one is another example of a different kind of artist that has applied for the Fullerton Call for Artists. This one is by Sharon Kennedy. She used to be the owner of the Fullerton Observer. And this one, which is titled Murder by Racism, it speaks about the people that have the students of have died as stated by the title they were murdered or killed due to racism and every day when she hears news about another occurrence she comes in and adds more into the painting so this is the first section of the gallery there's more fullerton or local artists that are spread throughout this exhibition
1: so not only do we have up and coming artists we're also highlighting for prominent artists um, in Fullerton. The first one is um, Catherine England, a very beloved and well-known um, mosaic artist. Um, when I visited her home, she allowed me to choose any of the pieces that she had available um, to display. And I really wanted the show to be about the artists themselves and the artwork that really um, calls to them and um, I really loved um, her family portraits. So it's of her children and of her family um, pets, Um, but what she's most proud of and what is, we're so lucky to have on display are her journals, her personal journals, which she adds wonderful um, artwork, her own artwork of different types of um, pencil drawings, um, her own journal entries, collages, um, and, even the covers themselves, she created each and every um, journal that's up here. This shelf is from her home, so it really pulls you in as an audience member, as someone who's um, participating in this, basically conversation with this artist. So it's a wonderful, um, we're, um, we're very grateful to have her um, uh, be one of our featured artists. We have some more um, call the artists work, highlighting um, different pieces, different areas of the city of Fullerton. Next, we're going to go on to more. Um, We have over 70 or 80 artists on display. Um, And we have two more featured artists. The next featured artist is Jose Lozano. He um, lives in Fullerton. He grew up here. His family is from Texas, and he um, created this graphic novel for us that he's still working on adding to it. Um, And it's about his childhood in Fullerton. Some of these places don't longer exist, like Zodis. He um, drew himself at the Fox Theater watching the first movie he saw there, which was um, Blackbeard's Ghost. Um, So when you get a chance, come and and read the details of his life here in our city. Two self-portraits by him, a couple in Fullerton, and then also uh, a wonderful drawing uh, using pencil of a Lemon Park scene. Um, our third featured artist is Amy All, who is our former museum educator. Um, her, her section um, Amy did wonderful work here at the museum, and she continues to do wonderful work for the city of Fullerton. But as a painter, um, her, her piece covers her journey um, and, and tackles themes of frailty, death, decay. Um, being inspired by photographs by the um, by her friend of nature, as she deals with um, breast cancer, um, so all of her pieces um, have um, either moments of of you know fear, of, um, of of loneliness, but also of hope and and bright future too. Uh, It's a wonderful series, please come um, check it out.
3: So in this midsection it's also a continuation of the local Fullerton artist that was from the call for artists, such as this grid. We will have Alfred Timothy, Patrick Oliver, and Sherry. Something that I incorporated into the labels so people can become more familiar to the local artists is a QR code that will take you directly to one of their selected social media such as Alfred Timothy, you can see him on Instagram, this piece is there and also various others of his. And that's how you can notice that some of these are established artists. Others that are arising is this one by Sherry Meinberg. She is actually a friend of mine and she used to be a classmate of my museum studies. So that is a course given in Fullerton College where they teach you how to install artwork properly in a museum setting. So fortunately, we get volunteers from colleges such as that with those courses so they can help us out when we're installing artwork. Other students are this one by Kalahano. This piece and this piece are hers. She is also a rising artist, doesn't really have a shop of herself. And this one is by Anne she You will see more of her work, such as in the last section, and also the first section. She belongs to the Magowski Colony Artwork, which we'll talk about later. And this section is also more about local Fullerton artists. There's some colorful pieces over there that array from acrylic painting to poems and to experimental work. So you can see here that there is no limitation of medium. In our prompt, we didn't really give them a theme or like I said, a limitation in medium or framing. So we really just let the artists express themselves in however manner they wanted. And it's more of a reflection of them. So it's like the diversity of art in our town in Fullerton.
2: Uh, Yeah, so I was um, fortunate enough to be able to uh, curate this section of the exhibit, so this is um, representative of the Magoski Arts Colony, which was an art uh, colony, a collection of galleries and studios that existed uh, kind of on the edge of downtown Fullerton on Santa Fe in an old warehouse from 2010 to 2018. And it was kind of one of the hubs of the Fullerton Art Walk. You know, There were several galleries, Hibbleton Gallery, Paws Gallery, Violet Hour. And also a lot of individual artists' studios. So I was a part of the art colony, and so I was, you know, knew a lot of the artists or most of the artists that were there. And so I invited them to, to you know, be represented in this exhibit. So some of the artists that we have are um, Valerie Lewis. She's a local uh, local painter, wonderful painter. Uh, some of these pieces are by uh, Brian Prince, who him and his wife Christy owned. A gallery called Paz Gallery that was part of the art colony. Um, we have um, uh, James and Fernando. They uh, go by Psycho Boys. That was kind of their their moniker uh, photog- uh, for photography. Uh, Michael Megoski and his wife Candice Megoski. They uh, owned the the building that the Magoski Arts Colony was in, and also they had a studio called Violet Hour. So they would show their work, which is kind of almost kind of like circus, carnival kind of themed. And you can see here, this poster made again by uh, M. Bryan, uh, just kind of, you know, talks about how mentions the art colony, uh, eight years of art walk. So we were there for, for eight years. And some of the other kind of main artists, this is John Solemn, uh, Oscar Arroyo, Renee Cardona, I won't list all of them, but uh, this is a piece by Brandon Monk Munoz. He's a woodworker, and so he he makes furniture, but he also makes artwork, you know, out of wood. And so we just wanted to, you know, show kind of the diversity and represent the artists that were part of the art colony, who are, you know, still local residents, and um, to kind of remember them, to honor them, to kind of, uh, you know, represent.
1: So we're in this section that we usually end our exhibits. Um, and where we like to end it is, what happens next? What do you do with all these images and all this artwork um, from, from whether you're from Fullerton or not? So uh, I always imagined uh, a mural um, here ending it, showing our, our beautiful city. And one of our staff, Ruth All, designed this beautiful mural um, detailing all the places where you can be inspired by art where art galleries were it shows the fullerton museum center um, the flight, um, some public art spaces the mock um, um, the west coyote hills laguna lake it even has some of the trails and schools the local schools here in the mural um, so what's your favorite spot Where do you find inspiration? And we wanted this um, exhibit to also be interactive. So we asked the public, where's your muse? Who's your muse? So you can come and since the opening, people have been adding their post-its and naming the places and the people that inspire them in whatever type of art form they choose or just inspiring them in life. Um, Some of them, it's you. I love that iPhone, you know? Uh, my mom did one. She came to visit um, last week. Um, so come and be interactive with our exhibit. But speaking of schools, um, we also were very lucky to work with La Dere Vista Junior High School and the Fullerton um, School District. Um, La Dera Vista has a graphic arts class that ended around the same time we were about to open. Um, it was led and taught by Brian Torres, a local graphic designer. And these students created these beautiful skateboard decks with images um, of places that they've found inspiration in the city of Fullerton. So we have 10 artists um, on display. There's one more um, in the back. Um, And it just gives us so much joy um, when they were here with their family, seeing their artwork for the first time. All of these artists, there are several artists here in our exhibit that have, it's their first time exhibiting Um, at a museum, in a gallery, and that's what we're about here at the Fullerton Museum Center. We strive to be as much community-based as possible and highlighting um, not just artists, but others in the community um, that can find a space and, and a voice here. So come on down.
2: All right, so uh, in this room we have uh, oh, it's good timing. <laughs> in this room we have a slideshow that is uh, showing images, photographs from the Fullerton Art Walk, which, as I was explaining earlier, started in 2010, and it's uh, it's taken a hit. You know, during the pandemic, you know, a lot of you know galleries or you know businesses you know were closed. People weren't you know gathering, and so. Uh, Right now, the Fullerton Museum Center has really been keeping kind of the flame of the Art Walk alive by having monthly, you know, art events. Um, But yeah, it started in 2010. At its peak, it had you know over 30 venues all around downtown, and they were represented by some of the um, these differently decorated walking people to kind of represent the different venues of the Art Walk. So I kind of think of this as almost like a photo album, you know, kind of remembering, you know, sort of what was. But also, you know, encouraging people to think about, you know, kind of as we're, you know, emerging and trying to, you know, build back a kind of uh, art community, um, you know, after what was lost during the pandemic, to uh, to think about, you know, the future, what's possible for the future, what will the art walk look like, what will the art community look like as we move forward, and and uh, you know, maybe what can you do, how can you help if you want to contribute to uh, to building our wonderful creative community here in Fullerton.
1: Well thank you so much for joining us at the Fullerton Museum Center for Fullerton Art Town. Upcoming programs are?
2: Uh, I'll be giving a lecture about a brief history of art in Fullerton. That's gonna be on July 9th from 1 to 3 p.m. That'll be here uh, in the museum.
1: And then our closing on August 7th, we're gonna have a big art fest out here in the museum. We're gonna have vendors, we're gonna have artists that are highlighted in this show and then Monty is going to share some great news. So
3: by popular demand we will most likely continue this exhibition for the call for artists gathering our local Fullerton artists and hopefully learning from this exhibition we can do it in a more themed or vibrant manner and that will come pretty soon hopefully in another two years.
1: Yeah, so um, we're really excited. It's a very popular show. We're going to be bringing it back um, every other year. Um, It's really important that we highlight um, not only just the artists, but also musicians. So Jesse and I have another exhibit in the works highlighting music that came from Fullerton. Thank you.
2: Stay tuned.
0: That is the end of today's podcast. Fullertonians, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow the Fulton Observer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to keep up with the latest Fulton news. Full-length stories of all our headlines are available on the Fulton Observer website, or you can subscribe to the print edition that gets mailed to your home every two weeks. You can also donate to support local journalism on our website. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, email ads at and if you have any ideas for who we should interview next, email contact at FultonObserver.com or direct message us on social media. Special thanks to the Fulton Museum for the tour. Jackson Henry edited the podcast. Bianca Bravo manages communications. And I'm Arush Navid, your host.